<laughs> Welcome back <laughs> to the Off The Record podcast. It is Halloween. It is. <laughs> it is me, season. Lawrence James. And Danny James. Jamie Hartley. And let's get stuck in to another Off The Record podcast. Music, industry talk, stories, equipment and more. We are Crossfader and this is Off, 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 off The Record. Yes, once again, welcome back to Off The Record. Um, before we get into this, we are... Before we get into this, I want to say... Let's go. <laughs> are you going to call that out intro, my intro? Right, I, it, when I said... I was going to go with... I was thinking <laughs> ghost, but then I was like, what does a ghost sound like? And then I just went full vampire. <laughs> I don't know if it was quite full vampire, but yeah, it was amazing. An at, I, to, I said to them, let's not Whoa. start it with the jingle. Let's start with something else. And I yeah. was not expecting that, I've got well, to say. Listen, well, you wait for next week, mate. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get into the podcast, it is, we are bang in the middle of our four weeks of giveaways. We've already given away two controllers to two very lucky people. We have given away a DDJ 400 and a new Mark NS4 FX. And just gone live today is... An FLX six dash W W dash W. That's the, the W important is important. Thing. Yeah, it's the white version of the FLX six six, which is um, super rare, hard to get hold of. But we are uh, well, we, we took us ages to get hold of one, yeah. and um, you can win it. So it's all over our socials where to enter. Um, go on our Instagram feed and yeah, enter to to try and win. And there is another week left after this week as well. Also, um, I will say what well, let's while we're talking about limited edition controllers. Yes. So the the FLX six is definitely one of the ones. I'm always against these limited edition colours and controllers. I've always thought they looked a little bit tacky. And not to say all of them though. This one yeah. actually I feel is one of the best ones that has been yeah, done. Agreed. What's everyone else's favourites on limited edition oh, runs? It's very oh, easy. It's very easy, easy for me. The one thousand off white yeah. is a thing that I would hang up in my bedroom. Yeah. It is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. That was the saddest thing to let leave the office. Yeah. yeah. Why will yeah. why will I let leave? I'll never know. Yeah. But um yeah the one thousand um off white was a thing of beauty. You can still buy one on StockX for four and a half thousand dollars. So that's crazy. Wow. Just if you want to buy it. if anyone out there um, wants to buy as a Christmas present, we will happily take that. Yeah. Um, but I like the the only uh, the only <laughs> only other one I like is the purple tractor control, what, control oh, yeah, that was S4. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is yeah, an interesting yeah. color just to literally do the whole thing in purple. If no one's yeah. seen it, go check it out. They do an all white one and an all purple it one. Looks, it's, but like like matte, it's like when a everything's finish. purple, like every button, yeah. every like all the joggers, every element of it is the same color. Yeah, it's weird. It's like nice. there's no differentiation between things, but it's 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 got that designer look to it, doesn't mm, it? For sure. I've got to say, I'm not a huge fan of the gold leaf tinted things. No. I know you have some of them. I thought you've seen there's some before. A couple. Like them, when but. it's done like pretty subtly, it's, it's quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Was it the Hercules that had like just accents of gold little accents yeah, I like that, that was nice, nice. Um, yeah. but it's yeah they're a lot harder to get hold of here in the UK um, I know in a lot of the Asian markets it's more, it's more prominent there isn't it so yeah I think it's because they're to produced to produce in, there. in that side it's, of the world yeah. so um, to reduce the shipping costs and stuff I think they mainly just sell them at that side of the yeah. world but yeah I mean we're excited to give away this, this white one because it looks tasty get mm. on it right it's Halloween gang spooky you like Halloween yeah. for it I'm for it. Yeah. Yeah, I like for Halloween. I Although I've got to say, has, I, I've always struggled with Halloween music when it comes to DJing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it yeah. never changes, right? It's, you know, it's thriller. Yeah, but that's the thing. <laughs> I, I, I kind of feel like 
there's not like a, a great selection of yeah. Halloween oh, DJ I songs. I agree with this. I, um, I always did like, and it still happens now, like on, on DJ City and, and the BPM Supreme when DJs make their own edits. Yeah, of like, the edits. You know, they'll do little tone plays to little... Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it'll be, you know, into Bodak Yellow or something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's always but, like the hit of the year that gets tone yeah, played into a Halloween yeah. song. Or it'll just be like a big... And then just drop it. Well, this year I'm going to cut your spooky sound from the start of this and then put that in. If anyone wants to sample me from the beginning of this. Yeah, let's do that. Um, (laughs) But it is, well, it's it's more of an American thing, isn't it, that's come over, well, everywhere now. It started off in America, but it is big over here now. And it's big in DJ world because, especially where we are, um, it's kind of like a whole week-long thing. In, they try and drag it out depending on what the day is. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, Halloween's yeah. landed on a Monday, but obviously everyone goes out of the weekend generally, unless yeah. you're students. So you've got like um, the Saturday, Saturday, Sunday crowd that they'll have their one, but then tonight is like a big night as well. Yeah. But, you know, I've been DJing since last Tuesday and everyone's done a Halloween party. Yeah. <laughs> do you know? What, do yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, but if you're a promoter and your event lands on the Halloween night, then you've you know you've, you've smashed it because it's just a huge night. Everyone gets dressed up, obviously. And it's just a busy place in town. So it is a good, um, it's a good week for DJs. It is a, it's it's going to be a very busy um, sort of place to be. So there'll yeah. be a lot of events on, things I, like that. Have you got dressed up for your gigs? Or is tonight not are you yet. getting dressed up? Not yet. See, this, well, is, this is a problem. Not yet. It's a problem. I kind of I use what, there's always stuff there. <laughs> you know, yeah, the gigs. Props, yeah. There's always props there, so I'll just grab something, or you know, somebody will just hand you one of their masks over there. Yeah, the, the the best. I've got to say though, you've got to put a bit of effort in because you're there, if, especially if you're I on do. a stage. Yeah, like, yeah, I've done gigs where you're on a stage and it's like you can't expect everyone else to be dressed up, and then you're there in your normal clothes. Like, yeah. hey, everyone. <laughs> like, do you know, like one of my biggest regrets when we used to do a project together is not doing Daft Punk because it's two DJs yeah. on stage. Oh, yeah. That would have been. Amazing. Yeah. yeah that would have been so good. I do, I do feel like my gripe with Halloween is it used to be it used to be a scary thing, right? It used to be like you're supposed to dress up as scary stuff. <laughs> yeah. Now it just isn't. Now it's yeah. just now it's just fancy dressing it. It is just now, nice. But yeah, I always think it should incorporate a bit of scariness. Like the the other day there was just a girl in front of me on Wednesday night just dressed in a wedding dress. <laughs> like nice. There was no blood on it. Oh, really? There was no, there was no like you know, devil eyes or anything. She just had a wedding dress. Maybe yeah. she'd come straight from a wedding. <laughs> maybe she just yeah, got maybe. married. Maybe she just got. I didn't look. Maybe there was a groom there. Or maybe I missed something. Uh, there was a guy. There was a guy next to her dressed as a banana. Um, <laughs> See, I'm not down on that. Like I've always <laughs> no. done. Yeah, I like doing Spooky. the face paint. I yeah. like like yeah. uh, a partner, Katie. She's really good at doing face paint. So I've always got her to do some extravagant, you know, spooky face paint. And I think that stands out more than anything than any outfit, especially if you're on stage. You know, to create like an impact visually. Yeah. You know, you could have some top on, but people can't necessarily see it. So masks are always good, but they're quite hard to DJ in. Yeah. So you kind of end up wearing it for a bit at the start of your set, and then you're like, oh, this is really annoying, and you take it off. <laughs> Super so annoying. Face paint's like, good because you forget it's on. Yeah. And you just yeah, carry on doing yeah, your normal when you're in job. a mask DJ and it's like, oh my god, this is so hot. It's so <laughs> hot, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a good time for DJs. There's a lot of gigs out there. You can pick up gigs and things like that. Um, but then also, what I wanted to talk about this week, guys, which I've not even spoke to you about, it's just off the cuff, but it's something that I'm thinking about right now is there'll be a lot of working DJs out there. You might be working a lot. Um, I've had a few gigs. But when is it time for you to like find another gig? Like, when are you, when is it, when? When should it be the right time for you to step away? And I'm having this at the minute. I've got I've got a lot of gigs on, and I kind of want to just manage my time. Obviously, we're going cross and DJing. Yeah. Um, manage my time well, 
and maybe get rid of a few gigs so I can either you know pick up something different or just have a bit more time. Yeah. So it's almost sounding like a therapy session. A little bit, but we've all, we've all, yeah, but we've all kind of been there, haven't we? Where you know you you might have been a resident for like a year somewhere, yeah. and you've even lost the love, or or you might have even been there just you've just started the gig, and you know what, this is like not for me. Yeah. You know when is it time to you know have that conversation or start to think about it? What like what are the signs? I think the like you said there, the falling out of love with it is a. Yeah. An indication really is like bit. one of those ones that oh maybe I need to switch it for something else like I know you said in a podcast like a few months back that you took a night on that was like a bit of a different challenge yeah. for you so maybe like that could be another thing if you feel like you're not you know you're doing the same thing week in week out it's not yeah. much of a challenge for you, you, mean you need kinda, something different yeah yeah because mm. I suppose if it's just like flat and you're not getting anything from it you're kind of in a stale position where you yeah. you want to keep progressing you know so. yeah I've always said that when it like when you just we DJ it's it's quite a it's a privileged job in one way but it is a job. But I've always kind of stuck by that. If it's, if you're just thinking about the money, you're just thinking, right, I'm getting paid yeah. tonight. So yeah. then it becomes a bit like you're just kind of forcing yourself and you're like that creativity goes. Um, and then, you know, when I find like when you're reaching into like your history sets from like last week and you can't like, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's a, tr- it's a, tough, it's thing. a tough thing. I remember this yeah, yeah. Uh, vividly. And especially to make it work as a DJ, you do need to stack your gigs out across the week you know if you if it's your sole income then you're gonna have to try and get at least four to six gigs yeah. a week yeah so then it's, you can't be too choosy about it but at the same time you've still got to enjoy what you're doing yeah. to a degree and i had that issue where if you're doing five or six gigs a week naturally djing as a whole starts to become very like intense and you're yeah. like wow it's very draining on your energy I mean, I'm not saying this compared to any other job, you know, it's a great yeah. job, don't get me wrong, yeah. but it is, it can turn into that like monotonous job. And I think like you say, there's times where I used to, you know, dread going to a gig and I was like, but at least it's yeah. good money. Like I'm just going to go because I just get the job done and I get paid well from it, which is all good, but yeah. that does not, that never doesn't, last long. Doesn't last, does it? No. Never lasts. Like, like you said, that is with any job. Like, you know, there'll be people out here that are working DJs and have full-time jobs as well. And you, you know, you, you might be in a, job you're just not interested in and that's why you want to get into DJing maybe yeah um but yeah it just becomes that thing if you just think about like the money or something like that what I will say as well is if you are thinking about leaving try and preempt it as well so maybe start you know reaching out to other promoters and seeing if they've got anything Mm. coming up yeah make sure that you're kind of already active in kind of like you know your 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 socials as well to make sure you're kind of sellable do you know what I mean to try, try and get another gig like don't just rely um, on kind of word of mouth that you're a good DJ as well. Do you know, yeah. we talked about putting your socials out there to get gigs. Um, so make sure that you've got, make sure you, you know, you're ahead of it. If you think you started thinking about it, yeah. um, don't make a snap decision. Start, right, okay, I'm, I'm thinking about leaving this gig. I want to do, um, you know, an R&B night or something like that. Maybe you can get some R&B content together, hip hop content together, yeah. uh, and then start sharing that with promoters or managers or something yeah. like that. This, get this, ahead of it. This is similar to, so I had this experience as well, whereby I'd have to take gigs that, you know, it's play music that I had no interest in playing. I didn't yeah. really like that music, but I had to think, how can I make this gig work for me and make it enjoyable for yeah. me? Yeah. And that was a huge thing is, and this is where a lot of creativity is, yeah. has come from, you know, from experience is I'm at a gig. I've got to play for five hours here. I've got to play five hours of music that I'm really not like, I'm not that interested in listening to or playing, but can I do something creative with it to make my time here enjoyable, to make it worthwhile me being here? And that really opened up doors to go, okay, DJing's not just about the music for me. It's also about expressing, you know, challenging myself creatively and also doing something unique where, you know, the crowd could hear the top 40 tracks anywhere, yeah, any yeah. club in the city. But if they come to our gig, like they're going to hear it differently. And they're going to hear it in a way that's unique and creative because I'm challenging myself to do that. And I think that was something that 
maybe helped me stay in gigs that I wasn't enjoying. Yep. Um, but also, you know, there's a time as well where gigs just run the course. They could be super yeah. successful and you, you're rocking up to a club and there's a great crowd there. But if you've done it for four or five years, yeah, you just yeah, need yeah. a change. It's like anything in life. Like if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, it starts to just get repetitive and you yep. don't yeah. find the, you know, the exhilaration in it anymore. Yeah. You don't find that kind of like boost sure, yeah. in it. So yeah, d- I mean, uh, are you thinking about changing a gig? Well, possibly, yeah. It's just, I mean, it's not even necessarily that I'm thinking about changing a gig. It's just that ongoing thing because, like I said, I'm so still active in it that yeah. it's constantly, it's like, I'm very fortunate enough to be, you know, I'll get asked to do a lot of gigs during a week that aren't even my own gigs and things like this. And there's always, there's always opportunity um, to do something different, which is, you know, a, a good thing and it takes a long time to get there. Mm-hmm. But um, you just always have to be thinking about it. And also... I'm again being in a good position where there might be some gigs where I'm doing it where I'm thinking actually somebody else who needs a gig might enjoy this more might might benefit from it more might be able to put more into it than I'm than I'm doing yeah. um so I mean it goes both ways and obviously different levels of DJing when you're trying to get in um in the door foot in the door um you might just need the opportunity from someone and you know that if you bring in someone new they'll have that that fresh bounce to it and that you know coming with fresh ideas and like a new energy um but yeah have, have it, you ever have either of you ever gone into a gig where you've gone into it the, the the promoters booked you for a certain type of dj and you've gone in there and read the crowd and gone do you know what i think this actually needs a certain other type of music or yeah, other certain approach and your opinions have actually changed the whole course of the event literally the all night. the time yeah yeah. You got it. yeah i had it once on a, on a thursday there was um a guy who used to play um but it was like they, they kind of wanted to make it a little bit cooler. Yep. Um, so then I just went in and played stuff that was slightly different and it turned out to be a good direction for it. Yeah. And then it just kind of went from there. You kind of like find your feet with it yourself yep. and it kind of becomes like, like say a little project really, you know, just yeah. to do your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, similar. Um, I went in and they, they wanted it to be super cool, very sort of um, beatport top five tech house tunes. And I went in there straight away and within, 20 minutes i was like this is just a your standard house night this is yeah you need to be playing stuff that they know that they can sing along to and that doesn't mean you can't play all the cool songs but um i need to go away and figure out how i can get all of the stuff they know um you know over the top of the cool stuff as well um but then as the weeks went on it was like it it, it just changed. I, I, they just allowed me to change it over time, yeah, and just become what it was, and, yeah. and that's that's good when you've got that relationship with a promoter that trusts you, um, because they brought me in because I think that you know the previous few DJs just didn't, wasn't getting it right, um, so yeah, that that kind of, that night um, changed over time, um, and yeah, similar and uh, one more recently was it has three rooms, um, this event that I do. Um, one was a tech house room or a house room. One was a DMB room, and then one was like a disco room. And they've they've kind of swapped the rooms about, depending on you know they've just been fluid with it. And they've got okay, actually the main room is actually they want um, a bit more uh, of a mix of like house and an R and B and stuff like that. Yeah. So change that about, swap the rooms about, and that's that's kind of goes hand in hand with working with a, a promoter basically. Yeah. So, um, so that's happening recently. But yeah, always always thinking about. Um, what the next gig is or what you what you can be doing in, in the future try and stay ahead of it um and don't yeah don't just yeah first of all try and make it fun for yourself yeah because it maybe maybe you've just lost a bit of inspiration with it it's not the night maybe it's a busy night anyway um but try and make it fun for yourself like you say and, and do new routines create new routines create new mashups and if that's still not working 
maybe it's time to maybe and it goes that way as well it. sometimes promoters decide that they want their night to go in a different direction yeah. Yeah, and yeah. you've enjoyed the night how it is and you start trying to go in a different direction and you're just like i'm not gelling with this yeah. and that might be an indication that it's time to leave and you might even disagree and think why are we going in this direction it's going to kill the night off but yeah sometimes promoters are just setting the ways and they want to you know they've got a vision that they want to you know yeah. push through with and you're maybe not the person f- to continue with that vision and yeah, yeah. that you know take it on the chin and go you know what i'm not the person for this anymore like i was yeah. but i'm not so i'm gonna leave i think that's yeah, i had this thing. the month yeah, oh, really? yeah. with the saturdays i was doing it um in leeds and it was like they just found that they wanted to go in a different direction with the night yep. and but like at the time i'd done six years with them yep. like it's a good six-year residency yeah. I had loads of fun there i was like you know what you know what you want to do with your night that's fine with me yeah so just the way it goes is that your longest residency six years uh yeah i think so oh yours do you remember I don't know, you know. I, I don't know so if I've done six years, really, actually. Yeah. I think that's About a three good going. My 15. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it was it like was my own event as well. It was oh, like, right, fair enough. It was a bit of a, yeah, it, yeah. Wasn't, it was my own event and stuff like that. So, uh, and kind of family friends on the club yeah. and stuff like that. So it was all a bit in there. But yeah, 15 years. Wow. Um, I have been... Doing a gig on a Friday where it's a hip hop night and I'm I'm working with an MC and I had two messages this weekend. I posted some videos of it and some somebody messaged me saying, "Have you got any tips on working with um, people like MCs or saxophonists or drummers or you know live yeah. bands or things like that?" Which I thought was a really good question because something you don't really prepare for when you, when you start doing gigs. Eventually, someone will just go, "Oh, by the way." We've got a saxophone player on tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and then it and, and believe me, the first few times it is weird. Oh I, yeah. It, it is so very, weird. very strange, yeah. Um there's been times when I've enjoyed it and sometimes when I haven't. Yeah. Like I, I don't I mean I don't play saxophone, but yeah. like there's been times where I feel like they're just playing for the sake of it. Yeah. And it's like kind of clanging with your mix a little bit. Yeah. But then sometimes it's been like a vibe. Been a vibe. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I do find that like saxophone, I've had like violin players as well. <laughs> like yeah weird but the oh. difference is is like some of them some of them will just play kind of like obviously to to learn to sax or something you've got to be really musically talented yeah but they don't necessarily know like the tunes like the club tunes or something like that yeah, so they're yeah. playing kind of uh, the melodies but not with the tune whereas yeah. some guys that you work with like know all the tunes right and they they play with the tune yeah. and that always helps big time so i've got some tips around this yes um so tip number one, turn key lock on, turn master tempo on. Oh, Make yeah. sure that you're playing the tracks Such in their original tip. key because that that there's nothing worse than you playing yeah. a track a couple of percent faster, but key lock on, master tempo is not on. Yeah. Saxophone player knows the melodies, playing yeah. it over the top, but they can't play their saxophone 2% higher in pitch do you, do you know you what know, this, so. this reminds me when i realized i didn't know how to mix in key <laughs> like <laughs> i had been doing a mashup for about five years live <laughs> and a saxophone kit player came and said we, uh, these, these two songs are in totally different keys and i can't play with this <laughs> and i was like oh i thought this sounded amazing <laughs> that is true though that's yeah a good tip. it's that's number one uh number two is like talk to them yeah yeah get get a bit of a vibe with them going before they go onto stage and do their thing ask them like are there particular songs that you know because they'll have stuff that is very current that they've like yeah, practiced and practiced rehearsed. Too. Like what songs are like your big, you know, songs that you want to perform? And a lot over. of them will tell you that before. And they well. will, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just make sure you've got those songs available and ready. Um, 
you know, just and play them at the right times in the set. And don't try to do anything too creative. Like, otherwise yeah. you're going to complicate what's going on. If you've already got music and a live instrument over the top, it doesn't need scratching and crazy no. mashups and other instruments trying to like blend in and out. Like just play the song and let them add to it. Let them be the addition. So, you yeah. know, keep your mixing simple. Just choose the right songs and feed off them. You know, if you feel like they're kind of going off on one, don't suddenly mix into the next song, you know, <laughs> yeah, cut yeah, their, yeah. their little runoff, you yeah, know, yeah, for let sure. them finish doing what they're doing. They'll calm down. Yep. Then that gives you the opportunity to mix your next track in and yep. then they'll probably pick it back up. And like you say, they kind of find the key. If they don't know the song, mm -hmm. they'll play a few little stab they'll notes and they'll kind of yeah. figure out, you know, how they're going to yeah. gel if you're playing, it. If you're doing a, a song every 20 seconds, yeah. Yeah. it's like they're just <laughs> not going to be able to keep up. Um, and what? stuff like... Um, Playing with percussionists is always a great one, like really interesting. But it's like, you know, make sure if say you're in an open format venue, you know, you might want to save all your house stuff for that because percussion on a like a hip hop set, I've tried it and yeah. it just doesn't, just doesn't, it's not the yeah. vibe, it's not really the vibe. <laughs> Although I have played with a drummer before and that was sick on hip hop. Yeah. Just like a big, huge live drum what, like kit. Like a drum kit. Drum kit. Nice. And it was different, but it was sick at the time. Yeah, Can't yeah. remember the guy's name now, but yeah, it was really good. Nice. Um, okay. I've played with a harpist. Harpist? Huh? Harpist? <laughs> so oh, we're, we're digging deep with the instruments yeah, here. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I played with a harpist quite a few times. We did this like collective where we did some quite high-end events. Um, and we actually practiced pre pre to going to the event with the harpist. They brought the harp to our studio. And I was practicing sets. We were playing a lot of like bonobo-style stuff. And they were oh, doing like yeah. covers of bonobo with the harp over the top. Really cool approach. You know, it was way more pre-programmed. Like the, the playlist was kind of set before we got to the yeah, gig. Yeah. Um, but very interesting approach and really yeah. cool and it allowed you know for things like the harpist could play and then I could filter you know some tracks yeah. in underneath yeah. them and it was really cool I vaguely remember you doing that yeah Yeah. so there's there's all sorts of people you end up playing with isn't yeah. there yeah, yeah MC's is a good one yeah MC is a good one so what we do on a Friday we like we've worked together before so we know like how each other is and what, what we're good at but it's where you kind of break it down into diff different sections. You know, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll warm it up really nicely, make sure the crowd's full before it even goes on. Yep. Then I'll just hype it up. Um, and then we'll do, well, crowd interaction's a good, a big one. Like we have a big stage area. So we get people up to sing like Juicy and stuff like Rap yes. Juicy and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, but you'll always be having back and forth. So I'll like, you know, if like a song request comes in and I can play that song with crowd interaction like for example if i can get him to clap along with the beat and i and what i like to do is like make him clap along with the beat take yeah. a beat out and then drop in the next beat like on beat so they're yeah. clapping with the track yeah um stuff like that and you know getting yeah getting getting people up on stage but then um we'll always have kind of open dialogue like every four or five songs is like right what's next kind yeah, of like, yeah. is there a song that's coming on like yeah. you know we'll play we'll play all of the lights and make everyone put the lights up yeah. and things like that and yeah. we'll, we'll work together yeah. um and that goes to like the light jocks as well. Yeah. Even if you don't have an MC, you could still have clear communication if your venue has a light jockey that does all the lighting. Yep. Yeah. Speak to them as well because yeah. if there's things like this that you want to do, they can really make that experience work. Yes. Yes. Um, you can say to them, right, I want it to black out, you know, on yep. the next breakdown yeah, because yeah. I'm going to do all of these lights. It's pointless getting everyone to put the lights up if... The room's really <laughs> bright, bright anyway yeah. so you know speak to the photographer as well and get them involved because yeah, all of these yeah. things are going to you know 
if you're coming up with these ideas and bringing them forth to the night, it's going to make the night look great. The promoter's going to be like, whoa, this is amazing. The amount of times yeah. promoters have come to me and like, that was crazy what yeah, you just did. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they're buzzing because you- good on their socials. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So be in communication with all the other people that make up that night and see how you can utilize their skills to really elevate the night, not just your DJ set, but just the event and the pe the people's experience in Big that time. event. Yeah, yeah. It's cool with the MCs. I've not, I've not worked with too many MCs. I used to get on the mic a lot myself. Yeah. And it's yeah. something that I worked a lot on trying to like build because we played a lot me and Danny played a lot together yeah. on a stage and it you know we kind of worked together in that way where I'd be like right Danny play this song this song I'm just going to go out on the front of the stage and do x y and z yeah um so it's a similar kind of thing I was almost the MC not that I am an MC by yeah, any yeah. means but you know I filled that role for that event yeah at times um but working with another MC is quite interesting yeah, yeah, so yeah they come up with ideas good, and bring yeah them of to course you? of course and like yeah. even even to even like to go as far as you know, we had a Zoom meeting on a Monday with the manager of the club and he's like, right, what can we do as a, as a club to help facilitate you guys as well? Yeah. So we're just bouncing off ideas of how we can, you know, maybe incorporate like a versus one night where we split the crowd in half and nice. stuff like that. And we were going to get like... Um, uh, masks of like you know Travis uh, Travis Scott and Kendrick Lamar and stuff like and give them out like and make them choose tracks and things like that so nice. again it, these it, this is got a very specific nice but if you're doing you know big clubs or student events this is going to eventually sort of make its way into you and working with um, like live acts that'll, that'll that goes to like the corporate event world and, and wedding DJs especially you know always at a wedding there'll be someone live and generally um most weddings i've played with i've played with a saxophone player uh but yeah the corporate world as well they always book loads of acts and things like that um but it is a, a it's a fun experience to get into as well like it's a it's a totally different experience and yeah like you'll hear the music differently and things yeah. like that mm. and you'll and then like ideas might come to you like, oh, actually you know what i'll play don't don't play jabelle Oh. oh yeah yeah that's <laughs> like a, the one when there's a sax song <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. because the, the even though the the sax is playing they'll play it over it but it just doesn't sound you it doesn't need another sax on it don't play Jamal you kind of need the space for the sax to go big time um, yeah. for sure and I think again if you can kill the track out you could play tracks like that but just you only want to play a short section of it and let the sax player like play it by themselves you know they yeah. can you can cut the track out they yeah. carry on let doing the, the melody yeah. the crowd is singing along to it and then when he's finished that melody you just press play on another song yeah. boom you're into something else and that yeah, yeah. is a great situation to kind of create and curate in, in that environment for sure yeah right regular podcast listeners I promised you promise you new jingles and, and just like the postman I have delivered Hit the jingle, Danny. Higher or lower? I mean, come on. Come on. We, it's premium out here. It is. Like, this is like BBC Radio 1 level. We're higher now. Production. Big love to Katie. <laughs> yeah. Katie and Liv. Katie and Liv. Liv. Katie and Liv uh, or just Katie? Just Kate's in there. Well, they said they said it at different speeds. I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and start time stretching vocals out. <laughs> uh, like, thanks to Katie for help on that. Yeah. But it and is time band. for what is uh, the award-winning higher or lower game. That so is yet to win. You, you weren't here last, but last I'm week. It. No, you I wasn't here last, last week. week. So. Did, you, did you listen to the podcast or not? I haven't, guys. I've been away. All right. So I had to do <laughs> higher or lower. Right. And what I did is I basically... <laughs> are you doing drum and bass? You're Cheated. not doing drum and bass. No, I'm not doing no, drum. So right, I did good. drum and bass one. I got a list of drum and bass artists. Ooh. And then I had to do it live. So I had to say, and we had to guess. And then I went to Spotify and oh, checked right. what it was. Nice. And then check okay. the next one. Yeah. So Maybe we should nice. do that and get you involved. Maybe, we? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 
But I also like the power of being a quiz master. <laughs> okay, I'm very power trippy. Right, this week, Boiler Room. We're doing Boiler Room views. Okay. So we've been on YouTube and we've gone, um, obviously recently, the biggest one, one of the biggest ones ever, Fred again, yep. dropped. So we thought, you know, you know, who are the other big ones on Boiler Room? And it's interesting, to be honest. Okay, so, so this is highest Boiler Room views. Higher or lower in okay. views. So Fred again recently um, dropped a Boiler Room in London, Yep. And it had 8 million views. Um, and I'm going off everyone's highest. So, Jamie XX, has right. he got more views than Fred Against Boiler Room or less? less. Now, the, the, a few of these less. have had two or three Boiler Rooms, but I'm going with the highest ones. Okay. So, more or less? Less. less. Yeah, less. 4.8 million. Okay. It's mad, isn't it, to think that mm. those have been out for possibly eight, years. I think it was like eight years ago. Yeah, and Fred yeah. Against has been out for weeks, Couple like months, yeah. two months, if that. Yeah. A month, I don't know. Not long, though. No. Um, yeah, so carry on. So what is it? 4.8 million. 4.8 million. Yeah, keep your points. Um, 4.8 million uh, from Jamie XX. Higher or lower for Follamore? Mm. Follamore's boiler room. 4.8 million. 4.8 million. I'd say lower. Um, it's the one on top of the mountain, isn't it? It is. Um, but I don't know how many views it's got. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I'm going to go higher. I'm saying lower. It is higher. Is it? 5.9 million. Yeah. Is that higher than the Fred again one? No, Fred again's eight. Oh, but yeah, five, eight million. Five, yeah, Fred again oh, was eight. So full of 5.9. Uh, next one is Disclosure. Oh, is that the one with Scream in it? Yeah, in the hotel room. Don't know. That's <laughs> will be. Can't remember. So good with the pil- pillow fight. Oh, <laughs> we know our boiler rooms, yeah. Oh, that's legendary. Um, uh, five, I would say higher just because so I feel 5. like 5.9 million. 5.9 million full more. I'd I'd say oh, higher. I'd say higher, but I think this could be one catching us out. Lower. Oh, Four million. Interesting. Four million. That's really okay. interesting. I, I would say, oh, Disclosure, way more popular. More yeah, people searching would, yeah. for Disclosure. Yeah. Maybe that it's on a mountain. You know what? Yeah, well, like, I, I think just going off the Follower and the Fred again, there were there were like two like viral moments that, that came out of that. that, that yeah, maybe yeah. just like, but yeah. Um, so, four million Disclosure. My favourite, DJ EZ. In London, Ooh. the did it, did it, did it, did it, that one. <laughs> yeah, that's a legendary one as well. Yeah, uh, see, I say higher again because yeah. people will replay like the techniques and yeah, stuff yeah. in there. I'm saying higher. Possibly. It's actually lower, Is two point three. Yeah, because I feel like it's just that clip has gone yeah. around so many yeah, times. Yeah. They're not necessarily the thing, but it's that clip, isn't it? That's, that's done so many views, but mm. it's a strange one that I would say I was I was expecting it to be higher. So DJ, I wonder if as well, obviously, like. The Boiler Room's channel is just gaining subscribers sure. over eight years yeah. or however long. Yeah. And actually, the new videos are getting more reach because there's more subscribers. Maybe. I don't Maybe. know. Anyway, carry on. What are we on? We're on 2.3 million. DJEZ, 2.3 million. The next one is Bicep. I'm going to say lower. I'd say higher. It's lower. 1.6 million. Yeah. Wow, okay. Uh, 1.6 million Bicep. Next one, Martinez Brothers. Say biceps number again, please. 1.6. I'm going to go l- lower. lower. Higher, 3.1 <laughs> This million. has thrown me. It is, a, it is isn't it? Uh, 3.1 million, Martinez Brothers. Next one, K Trinada, Jamie's favourite. Yes. Oh, Jamie's Higher. a best one. friend. What is it? What was it? 3.1. Uh, Ooh, I bet this is tight, you know, oh. because this is a legendary boiler room set. And I feel like he's got a diehard following. 3.1. 3.1 million. Uh, I'm going to go higher just because I love the guy. So <laughs> I, w- I want him to <laughs> be higher. But Yeah, I'm going to go higher. It's not even close. 18 million. It is a legendary one. Yep. Okay. 18 Jesus. 
million. Wow. Another That's... legendary one, Honey Dijon. Oh, oh I love I this know. one this as well. This is a good one too. I know. But I'm going to go lower. I'm going to say lower, yeah. 14 million, yeah. Lower. And the last one is Skrillex in Shanghai. Higher or lower than 14 See, I don't million. feel like I've seen this one, which says to me lower, lower. because I've seen all the lower. other things. Yeah, 4.9 million. So what's your scores? Four. Six. Four and six. I'm going to do <laughs> the last one anyway. Yeah. So you right. can do it to the nearest. It's the highest one ever. I'm just going to say, who is it? Oh, it's it's pretty root one. Highest watched boiler room ever for a bonus. I will do a bonus point. Yeah, let's do it. It's for a bonus point. So I Jimmy, feel like I, I, all the ones we've done are the ones that I know well. Um, I feel like it's going to be really obvious. It's proper, yeah, it's yeah, bang it root one. Good. Proper root one. Oh, um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, who else? Oh, what's the most famous DJs, guys? One off. Oh, I, I know it is. I know it is. Go on, you go there. Carl Cox. Yeah, Carl Cox. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is a legendary yeah. one. That well blue one. So what oh, is... the one in Ibiza. Yeah, yes. the one where he does the, uh, it's the Calypso tune. Yeah, that he plays. Really cool. 58 million. Him and, him and wow. uh, Solomon have got like 58 million each. Wow. Um, so what's the score? So Jamie won. I got yeah. five. You got Jamie five. Six. I got six. So what's the, wait, but you got a bonus point with Carl Cox. That was no, his no, five. That was my bonus. That was your bonus for five. Yeah, yeah. So what's the score in the series? I lost. I've won one. And I won... Three, Two one. or three? three? This is the third one, yeah. This is the third Did one. Did you win last week? I mean, no, oh, yeah, I only won, won last week. You won two previous. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's three, one. Three, one. Hit the oh, jingle, it's not Danny. looking good, is it? <laughs> Higher or lower? That was tense. Yeah, I hope people follow <laughs> following along at home and playing along at home. I think it's yeah. a great game. Yeah, let, let us know any ideas that you, that you would want to see in this game this very simple game <laughs> <laughs> but hey if there's any formats we've not done much hip-hop stuff that might be next week so yeah uh, we'll think about this um so we have a very active um discord um and community on instagram well, i'm live every thursday on instagram if you want to come and have a chat uh but in discord as well and we're always getting questions always writing questions down to um, reply to you yep. uh, we've got a couple today but if you're not in our Discord, just search Crossfader Discord, join in. Um, loads of stuff to talk about in there. Um, you can have have your questions answered. There's thousands of DJs in there with loads of topics going on, like share your setup, share your mixes, share your YouTube videos, all that kind of thing. So join us in the Crossfader Discord. Have you got some? I've got. I've a got. I've got a question got a here, yeah, which go is on. a good question. So, Berziki. Uh, Ziki, I think that's how you pronounce it. I'll have to check with him. But he says, when does a DJ cross over to be a producer? What does a transition take to pull off? And are there any hard and fast rules for making that transition? Hmm. Well, route one is you've got to be making music. You've got to be producing music. That's yeah. route one. Um, but it, I think it comes down to what you're getting booked as. I think you can't really call yourself a producer DJ unless you're getting booked for your for your music like if you're if you're a dj if you're if you're a, a working dj yeah and your dj sean and you're getting booked as dj sean for all your gigs but you're making music uh but nobody's nobody's booking you for that music then yeah. you're still yeah. you're still just working dj right yeah i, I think, think i think the the i mean it's breaking into it isn't it i mean you could use the model like james hype where yeah. you could 
try and make loads of good bootlegs that other DJs will play and you yeah. start to build your artist name yeah. via doing that. You're not necessarily going to release any music on labels, but you just, you know, you're making awesome edits and remixes of the latest hits that you, you hope other DJs will play and then you start to build sort of a following that way through the DJ circuit. Yeah. And then that is a way into becoming an artist DJ. Yeah. Um, if you're already a DJ, like you say, it's just you've got to be producing music. And I think yeah. it's a case of start just putting more and more music out there um and also do you want the, do you want the two things to coincide like because like for example like you know danny's an artist as well but it, some of the gigs that he was doing that kind of sh- that don't fit with it, the music that you're putting out yeah, do you yeah know what i mean sure, so yeah, you, yeah. some some, yeah. some artists like yourself have different names yeah just to make yourself something separate like completely different to what you would do at a gig it's just cool to have like a little side thing but i think it's i guess you could kind of call yourself a dj that produces music but like i think then it, becomes when you say you get booked for it then you're, yeah. you're an artist you know it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's a different thing in it but yeah. yeah yeah i think a lot of the time you'll kind of build your name and brand as an artist and then you'll dj as well yeah uh, it's it's not as common to build your reputation as a dj and then add an artist on top of it it does happen don't get me wrong it does happen but i think yeah. a lot of the time the artists that are getting booked aren't known as djs before they're just known for the music that they produce so yeah you know but use use um the gigs that you've got currently to get feedback yeah Yeah. play the music that you're producing and see how that crowd are responding and use that environment to your advantage to like produce on the fly i know we're talking about fred again but he's a prime example of he does gigs he does shows and then he whips his laptop out straight after and he's producing you know he's (laughs) he's, he's using that feedback and directly putting it into the music yeah um to make sure he's creating the best you know, outcome possible yeah. in in the music. Yeah, you like yeah, using your gigs is a good one. Like use use your current gigs for like socials as well. Like you know, if you've got yeah. like crowd shots, um, uh, you can you know drop in your track in between some popular tracks and you know use that um, for a bit of content as well. Yeah, um, or you can you know use some crowd shots. You know, mute the audio, put your track underneath it, something like that to promote your songs. Yeah. but that's a good that is a good um, tip though. Like to. To, to get a fan base to to get people to listen to your kind of new music you're producing it's very difficult but if you can start making like you say re- edits or bootlegs it's very easy to get someone to listen to you know travis scott remix of something sure, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. very easy because yeah. djs will want that for their sets and then it's like oh by the way here is my original music yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a you know this has been happening for years and years it's and even on like you know things on like tiktok and things on your socials um you can of course be promoting your own music and things like that, but in between it, you know, be just have you've seen it on TikTok like I I made a remix of Drake, yeah, yeah. Drake the drum and bass, you know, and it's it's just a very easy way to kind of get some fans listen interested into what you're really passionate about. Yeah. Um, or like you say, like what 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 Danny does if you're if you're wanting to be a, a drum and bass act, but you know all the gigs that you've got are just like you know student open format gigs. Yeah. Then you might need to separate the aliases because. Yeah. It just won't look right in your socials if you're trying to be, you know, have jump up to be a jump up artist, yeah. um, and then you know you're playing, you know, Katy Perry on a weekend. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to go down a, a genre route. Yeah. You're gonna have to go down, you know, some particular genre, and everything that you put out is gonna have to kind of embody, yeah. you know, that style of music and that genre. You know, you don't. It's rare that artists sort of blend into multiple genres. It's not yeah. that it doesn't happen, but it's rare. You kind of want to yeah. pick a niche and roll with that yeah um so yeah aliases work well don't they yeah, yeah for sure um i got a question saying just basically asking us guys what are your favorite kind of gigs memories like a few gigs that you've done that, you, that stand out for you um that jump to your mind and what were they where were they well we answered a few of these last week yeah. did you you weren't here i weren't here 
So let's flip let's, that back around on you. Uno reverse me. card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my gigs are always the most random ones. So like I've had gigs where the, I remember one night in the, in the middle of, it was in Birmingham. Yeah, I think it was in Birmingham where um, I was just I was just DJing this hip hop night and then Skepta just turned up with a few of the Boy Better Know crew and just got on the mic. As you do. <laughs> just got on the mic and, and it wasn't he wasn't as big as he is now, but it was he was still pretty pretty big. And he just got on the mic and just started spitting. I'm like, what is happening here? And then um stuff like I remember one time when um uh, I, I supported Chase and Status once, but the, the first track they played was Drake over. And that was like the biggest tune. But they just played that song. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, that's sick. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I expected like a drum and bass yeah, thing. Yeah. Just some moments like that stand out to you like, hey, that's Nice. That's sick. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to learn from that. You, know, <laughs> you can be an artist, yeah, like yeah. we said, but it doesn't stop you from then going, okay, well, this is the biggest track at the moment. I mean, get them on my side. Let's just play it. Yeah. You know, and, and then is there an opportunity to mix it into, you know, something that is my style? Yeah. Um, and that can really level it up. Yeah. But. Definitely going back to back with like your friends is always sick. Oh, yeah. yeah. When there's no sure. plan yeah. or anything like that, and you're just like, right, I've got USB, you've got USB, let's yeah. go. Do you <laughs> feel like when a good back to back happens, you just end up tapping into some like wavelength that Big you cannot, you cannot, like put words two, to it. Two times it's that like happens. an energy field. Yeah. That you two just times it happens. Yeah, when you're back to back with me, or like when somebody requests a random song that you wasn't thinking about. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then yeah. you're like, wait a minute. Now I've, my brain has just gone. There's all this music over here now. Yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? When yeah, you're playing yeah. a, a random gig and someone's like, "All right, have you got this uh, disco tune?" You're like, "Actually, yeah. yeah, I have." Plus, I've got loads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you off on a tangent. A little yeah. memories like that. The back to backs are great though. Like you always oh, like yeah. try. Oh, if I could like recreate that again, and you never can. It's never the same again. But it's like when you're actually doing it in the moment, it's unreal. Yeah. I wonder how many DJs know about the slapping head thing. Yeah. Just was that a lead thing? Is that? Fair I don't know. I, I want to know. <laughs> Basically, if you don't know what we're talking about, is what. In a mix, when you're doing a mix and you're back to back and you'll have friends in the booth, friends in the booth or people you don't even know in the booth, when you drop a tune and it drops, but you just get slapped on the head yeah. violently. I've lost so <laughs> many brains from that, I swear to God. Yeah, I've lost caps. And oh. the, yeah. I think so, that's more local. I don't know. I want to know. Yeah, let us know. It's stupid is it's what it stupid is. Thing. <laughs> stupid thing, but it's like a sign of honour. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's yeah. like, oh, but thank you. It's like, yeah, if you go away without a slap, you're like, oh. <laughs> I need to come people, harder. So people are going to be listening to this like, what happens <laughs> in the UK? <laughs> what are these guys doing I in wonder, the UK? <laughs> I wonder if there's like different variations. Like in some, like Germany, it's like a handshake. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Could you imagine like walking away from a gig being like, oh, I wish my friends had hit me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like a rite of passage. It is an honour. There's it a, a slap in the head. There's a few gigs where I've done where... Um, where you've been like like paid like money, like money at. Like tips, that? yeah. Like tip, tips, yeah. like just money at. I used to call it a money wheel up where somebody would throw money at you like play it again yeah. like, yes I will <laughs> there's been some times though where people have come into clubs who are obviously big ballers they're like totally not right for the night it's like a straight up student night and then there's some like 30 year old wannabe yeah. baller that comes in and you're like and they're saying here I'm going to give you 100 quid to play this yeah. random song that it literally does not fit in with the night it could be something I've never heard of that's like an obscure like I don't know tune from a different culture or something that's yeah. just yeah. totally not going to fit right. and I'm like I can't like I don't yeah. Like, I can't play that. I can't take your money and play that. Like, it's not going to happen. That, and yeah. then they get pissed off because yeah. they're like, well, I'm, I'm going to pay you £100 here. Like, it's like, you yeah. know, doubling your wage. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, well, I had it's one, not all uh, about I, the money. I had one similar to this weekend where this guy was like, oh, um, I'm a rapper. I'm like, all right, sound. He's like, can you play my song? And I'm like, bro, honestly. I don't have your song. Right. And he, then he gets his phone out. He's like, look, and it, and it had to be fair. He had like... 800,000 views or something but yeah. this is like this was like a, I was playing house and it was like a, this was like a drill trap song 
I'm like, bro, honestly, like, I can't do it. And he was super persistent. And I'm like, look, the way to go by is message me before the gig. Yeah. I can listen to the tune. And then, you know, maybe like in a warm up set, I can play it. Yeah. yeah. But like, you know, don't come and, you know, throw your phone in the DJ's face and be like, play this now. Yeah. I've had that so many times. Oh, my God. So many times. He, he, and people even, you know, I've had people come with like CDs. Ooh, like, yeah. can you play this on this CD? I'm yeah. like, you're at a club. Like, why are you bringing your CD? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why are you bringing this random CD? Ah! The only player track off. Like, leave the hustle at home. <laughs> oh my I had um, I had a security guy once who used to work on the door, and he would always ask me for these songs, and it was like, like you say, stuff from like a different culture that you wouldn't hear, and like. I downloaded them for him and I, was, I gave him my headphones. I was like, right, I'll put Q on and you can listen to it in my headphones. <laughs> and he was like, thank you so much. I was like, that's oh, all geez. he wanted. Like, he just wanted to just hear wanted it on the night that he was working at. He just used oh. to stand by the DJ booth and I was like, I'll oh, go on then. <laughs> I mean, Easy way around it. You even get it with like requests. So it's like, you play this song or like, I don't have it. And you're like, well, plug this in then, plug this phone in. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, it used to be like before streaming was in, like, in, yeah, in yeah, things, yeah. Yeah. you'd have an excuse, you'd be like, I just don't have it. But now there's no excuse to not have the song, is there? Yeah, like yeah. you have the song. Thanks, Spotify. <laughs> Cheers, Spotify. Yeah. Right guys, we've come to the end of another podcast. Thank you for getting in touch. Um, remember that our four weeks of giveaway is live. You can win the white FLX6. Just go on our Instagram feed. Um, oh, we are crossfader.co.uk. Oh, we are crossfader.co.uk and um, get on it. And good luck. Thanks for listening. We'll be back. We will be back next week. We will. Peace. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> I like it that bit. <laughs>